Hi, my name is Josh, and this is my co-host, Mark. Hello. And welcome to our first episode of Pastimes. Today we'll be talking about reviewing two games, actually. Uh, Apex Legends and Rainbow Six Siege. All right, so let's start off with Apex, then. So, I mean, how did you feel about playing the game since we've played it for quite a bit or a while? Honestly, uh, so I suck at the game. It's it's pretty decent in certain aspects, especially when it comes to PvP and everything, but it's kind of hard and it's some getting used to, especially when, after playing PUBG and R6 quite a bit. You kind of get used to the peaking and you aren't able to prone, so it's just a little weird and not that hard to get used to, actually, but still. Yeah, I can I can understand that. I feel Apex is a really good game, starting off with the basic idea of making where you don't have one life. You can have two lives in a game where you only have one chance to win the entire match. I feel like that's a nice add-on to it. I agree. But I'd have it's, to say, the feeling it's that... It's an add. Mm-hmm. You want? Good. No. Um, but the feeling that it's a, it's three people against each, like three people in a team instead of four like the usual battle royales you'd play, I feel like it's lacking. Like you could have one extra teammate who could be that one character that could just save it all for you. Yeah, I like the extra challenge and the more. I don't know the right word, so I'm use suspense. You could yeah. you could take someone out, and the next and the rest of the team runs, and the next second you get ambushed by the entire same team that has their full three people back. It's just an added, you know, difficulty that makes the game a lot more complicated, but at the same time, fun to play. Yeah, and as knowing that the the first season of the game is ending soon coming with the next season as i've seen with the uh, e3 uh or kind of like the xbox or yeah the e3 like event for it where they showed the new season the new character and the new weapon coming to the next season and a little sneak peek i find interesting is that the new characters itself has a certain aspect to it that just seems like it really does push itself away from all the other characters. Not like the characters are all like the same. Each one of them has a special ability that can help and harm enemies in a certain way. I mostly play as caustic when I play, so I use gas traps. I have I can put up to like six gas traps and then my, my one big smoke grenade. But this new character, it's it sets the standards to what I've seen mostly as characters in Apex as being able to put up an electric fence, allowing enemies to be shocked through it. Kind of like this kind of like protection to when you're getting somewhere. If you want to stop them from getting close. Now, I have not seen the video or the trailer or whatever for it. But in your opinion, do you think that they might have to nerf it at some point during the season? Probably, because it seems like whatever it could do, because it may have a damage output to it. A lot of characters, when they have a certain weaponized ability, it puts out a certain damage. As Caustic, 
his gas traps only put out four damage per hit of staying in the gas. But I feel like with electricity as his character, I feel like they may put it up as a kind of high damage output, but they may need to lower it back then. Because every time something new comes out to a game, there's always a flaw to it. But So they have to fix it and set it up after hearing the many... When I, when I hear or see new things come out that has the complaints and the flaws, I don't always think it's because the item or character has a flaw. It's more that the players and fan base of the game aren't used to the certain aspect that that new character has, and they're so used to the previous add-ons that having a new one just makes everything a lot more complicated, and it messes with the gameplay. And Mm -hmm just added the norm for their actual gameplay and so indeed, it kind of... indeed it does yeah i mean like if something is flawed not to cut you off from your sentence but if something is flawed it does kind of have this no with cost with all the others yeah i mean if something is flawed it's not because it's most partly it's broken by the fact it's just something new that they're trying to test out and so it's going to have problems within itself mm-hmm. but as the new season comes on i've seen at the end of the uh trailer for the e3 event for that day for apex it's something interesting at the end it showed what i saw was interesting it showed that pathfinder was flying next to like dragons almost and as they said before, they were asking, like, what can you say about this? And they couldn't say much except something is going to come to King's Pass, which I find interesting. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about them adding backstory to the, all the characters? Okay, so backstory to characters has not been, a like, a new thing in games. But it's interesting because... It's a battle royale. A of, yeah, playing a lot of battle royales. Besides Black Ops 4, mostly... It seems like the characters don't have really have a story to them. It's just they're here to fight. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. But with Apex and kind of Black Ops 4, and having kind of like a story to those characters and why they're fighting for why they fight, especially Apex saying these champions are fighting for a purpose, like Pathfinder especially, who I've found his is just him trying to find his creator. And he wants to probably prove himself to find his creator by being as a cha- as trying to be a champion in Apex. In your opinion, does it make like things a little more weirder or complicated than they should be? Like no. you're here to play, you're here to play battle royale and fight other people. It's not like it gets in the middle of the gameplay, but still, it's like okay, I, I'm playing a character with a backstory. Yeah. Do you think that like except? just a li- adds a little unnecessariness or whatever the word is to the game. I don't feel like the stories behind characters has an unnecessariness to it. It makes you feel like there's a reason why these people You're are fighting. fighting instead of just people are fighting because they can't fight or because they're supposed to fight. Nothing like that. It's, it gives you a sense of like they have purpose to what they're fighting for to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, Apex has been great. I remember I played it when it first came out for a bit. I didn't really like it, but now I've gotten more back into it. And I've really like had a kind of like interest in it because I've played mostly all of the 
Battle Royales you would know. I've played H1Z1, I've played Black Ops 4, it's Blackout, I've played Fortnite, I've played PUBG. Those are nice, they're good, and they're fun, and they have a, they have good experiences and different ideas to them. But I just really see it's Apex something really setting itself apart from others. Having the first ideas of being allowed to respawn back in and having characters who have spe- certain abilities in the game in- implementation. I agree. Now, and as you, if you were to look at mainly Fortnite, you can see that they're trying to follow on the path of it. Obviously, Apex has taken some things that Fortnite has had, like the Battle Pass. But at the same time, Fortnite has stolen things from Apex, such as the respawn thing, but instead they put it in van form. Now, with that, I, I see it as, you know, marketing you know, trying to sell it off, get more people to get interested in it. But at the same time, it's kind of more of a desperate grab to get more and more, expand the fan base, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And recently now, I just have played, actually, really earlier today, there was an update for Fallout 76, a game I play, and I've got friends who play too. And they added a battle royale to it. Now, it's part of the new nuclear winter's kind of season and not until fall i mean we'll talk about fall 36 i mean myself if i have another friend who wants to do the podcast with me i'll get them to like probably who if they've played the game i'll help them talk to me like talk to me about it and all that stuff no i've I've played the game it's it's fun i wish they had added npcs and more of a story to it but at the same time so here's the thing mark actually is recently there's been the special reveal trailer for the last kind of dlc adding to 76 um Mm -hmm. called wasteland this mark actually is adding in npcs and factions to the game okay so that's more that's interesting now if so i will probably end up downloading it again but i had to delete it for space especially some yeah just had to get more space for the games that i wanted to play exactly but yeah uh, everybody's really been asking for that for 76. Uh, I will touch again. I'll touch more on the topic of 76 with you, Mark, and maybe some other people if we can get them to about its uh, kind of like its idea and some of the stories that I found playing the game. Because I've been a fan of the Fallout series for many years. I started playing Fallout 3, and I really I loved Fallout 4. I haven't played all the Fallout games, but from what I have played, I've really enjoyed it. And uh, I just wish they would keep coming out with it. It's the same thing with uh, Older Scrolls. I enjoy playing their games. Uh, the online's a bit wonky, but still, you know, it's fun. Yeah. The story's fun, and it's very detailed. Yeah, but actually, like, the ideas of Battle Royales and Apex is kind of... Uh, I, I think Battle Royale is a very good game mode for a lot of the things coming out, but in certain games, I think they're aiming... For to have Battle Royale when they shouldn't. Like Fallout 76, it's something that I see as shouldn't really be in it, especially since it's supposed to be a free roam uh, online, you know, collecting game, RPG and all that. Yeah, it, so, it, it gives you aspects of... Mm-hmm. I mean, Fallout itself has given aspects of, like, being a, you're a survivor of an apocalypse and you have to survive make friends find hidden stories inside this world 76 does that a lot with having you know not until wastelands comes out in fall but it really has that idea of you find side 
items like you know um yeah it gives you uh, people gives who you are, little, mm-hmm. gives you ideas of what it was like beforehand or what it was like before you had entered the wasteland yes yeah but yeah. in adding battle royale it kind of seems to take a lot of the aspect away from it you know it's it gives obviously it's an option you don't have to play it but still at the same time it's more of desperate grab to grab more people to play the game yeah and that's not what they should be working on they should be working on fixing and adding on to the games so that they can make it better for people who actually enjoy playing the free roam version to play the free roam version yeah i mean having uh, 76 be a game where it's online fallout everyone was so excited for it because it was something new to Fallout. I mean, everybody's wanted a multiplayer Fallout to where they can play with their friends to explore the world and to experience the story together. And they gave mm-hmm. them that, except they added the fact that you can fight other players. And really, when they added survival to the kind of first DLC, Appalachia, I think either the beginning of the beginning of I want to say the beginning of the nuclear winter or in Appalachia, they added survival, which was a beta game mode now still. Yeah. And you can enter, it's automatic, you see someone, you shoot them. I personally enjoy that. It adds more realistic views on the game. It's not you shoot a guy and they lose, like, a point of damage. It's more you shoot a guy and it's an all-out battle. I enjoy it. You fight for junk. You fight for meds and what you need to survive. And it's exactly what Fallout's supposed to be. Survive, uh, loot kill and continue and so i think it's a very very good uh addition to the game and you know you can still make friends and have parties and all that but it still has that extra real realism to it and you don't have to you know feel bad about killing the guy it's they join that and it's exactly what you're supposed to do yeah um yeah, and it really does add a lot to it. And again, we'll, we we will touch on seventy six. And I think for our next podcast, I think we should touch upon like its, you know, its ideas of how it got to be where it was. The Fallout series got to be where it was, and how the stories have evolved with characters. And I think we'll touch on specifically on seventy six, most of its gameplay and its ideas for adding on stuff to it, and the kind of like how it introduced us to fighting creatures that were in folklore for West Virginia. Agreed. So back to Apex, do you think they're ever going to add a new map or do you think they're just going to add onto the map kind of like they did with Fortnite? I feel like their idea is because they have added stuff into the map. They added King's Pass and all that. I feel like they mm. are going to add on a bit more and maybe they will make a new map, but Hearing the fact that something is coming to King's Pass, just out of an interest, as we have like mostly like we have the supply ships that come in throughout the game, either through the middle of the game, the beginning, or towards the end to the final circles, you have those supply ships that have stuff that enter the game randomly and supply drops. It's interesting. But seeing that something like a dragon is what it looked like to me, a really big creature was it's right next to Pathfinder in the video, but feeling something is coming to King's Pass and hearing the, the word, just hearing the name of the area, King's Pass, it makes you feel like something that's the king or royal to something is coming there now. 
So you seeing Pathfinder there, do you have any, maybe a thought that maybe the dragon maybe is master or creator or is leading him to his creator and that they're soon going to implement things that show the other backstories of all the other characters within the map itself? Well, you know, they do, like, they do already God. add the story to the characters and really a lot of them. But, I mean, it was just... I think yeah, like, it wasn't God. really more about him finding his creator like in that trailer. I think it was implementing the actual size of this thing coming to the game. Is how minimally small Pathfinder was to it. It was it was smaller than its eye, and its eye was looking right at Pathfinder as it was flying next to him. So you think that maybe they're adding kind of like the purple cube in Fortnite, you know, just yeah. adding things adding into it, special little Easter eggs. Yes. Yeah. Kind of like that. Because right now, I mean, in Apex, we already have the event, the hunt. You know, it's kind of mostly all about Bloodhound and stuff like that. You have the special skins and all that. And, but I feel like this is adding on to a more map map ordeal. Because the hunt's just an event to get skins and to get character skins and all that. But I feel like the hunt, but I feel like this, whatever's coming to King's Paths is going to be, it's going to be big. And I mean, it's going to be like, Something that they've, they've no one's ever really seen in a game that's a battle royale that has an event like Fortnite. Now Fortnite's had a lot of events like the cube, the rocket, um, the introduction of new characters and all that, and it, it, I mean, it adds that into a cool way. But then Apex is a game where you don't have a story to it. Now Fortnite's game has a story to its actual battle royale, and everyone was more hyped for that than I feel like the actual story that Fortnite came with itself to save the world idea but with apex having something kind of coming into it i feel like it's gonna be interesting for apex players seeing a event or something coming to an area like king's pass it's Fortnite doesn't really make a story in my opinion it's more of you know it shows it's adding on to its world using aspects of other things not more of a story because you don't really get a story of it. It's just more of a change to the map, in my yeah. opinion. Yes, and I, I do say it would just, it's mostly just changing the map itself. But I mean, the fact that the game has added stuff like new locations because of said so events, and it kind of adds on to a world experience that involves uh, not only the players, but its own system itself, like the game's actual ideals and creations but apex really does have something special to it in my opinion adding all this kind of battles and three people only fighting with each other apex is apex is definitely a different game than the rest and it makes it a lot more interesting and makes it more a lot more fun to play you know get a different taste than you do in any other game. Obviously, it's still a battle royale with, but, you know, guns that shoot and landing. But at the same time, you get to re- remember throughout the whole thing that you're playing a character that has a reason. And uh, it's also having some things that make Fortnite interesting, even though it kills me to say it, that, you know, you know, it's the thought and suspense of, oh, what's this going to be and how long it's going to take for us to know what it is. Yeah, I mean... It's interesting for games that add something because now you see the Fortnite's as a big success to a bunch of 
game industries and they and then every game has added a battle pass in some way black ops has added its own battle pass except it also affects the multiplayer which i don't really like the idea that something that in fact that affects not only the multiplayer or blackout it's battle royale but also the multiplayer it kind of feels weird because 76 as i've played right now it kind of has that except instead of buying it you have to level up through playing the battle royale to get this reward with mostly cosmetics and yeah. hurt cards to help you fight players in the battle royale. So I find that as kind of a, a win to it. Instead of paying money to allow you to get certain skins and stuff. But then again, again, I feel like Call of Duty's blackout really doesn't work much with it because you're getting skins for characters. That's nice and all. But adding weapons into multiplayer that it was unfair, especially since Call of Duty now, now mostly has pay to win and as people thought, only cosmetics would be added into Black Ops 4, but with this more reasonable, more like more newest battle pass and kind of the first real battle pass too, it added weapons to it, which everyone didn't want in the Call of Duty game. Yeah. So I I've never played Black Ops 4 Black Ops 4, and I can't really say an opinion on it. I've never I don't even watch videos on it. So I don't really know what's going on there and whether or not it does certain things wrong or right. And I, like I said before, I can't really tell you an opinion, but you know, one thing I, something that I would be interested to see is, you know, how they would do better where yelling R6, you know, I, I don't think it lasts long people for people start, you know, ridiculing it, but at the same time, I wonder how they would do it, how they would implement the operators and their special abilities during the full thing and how many people would be within the large area. I'd also like to touch on real quick the fact that if you go to Ubisoft's website right now, they have a sneak peek for a small trailer for from an E3 trailer that they've added that came out during E3 this year. A small trailer for a new thing called Rainbow Six Quarantine. Mm. Is what I like to say real quick. And in the trailer, someone's on the ground with a gun looking through, and you see these creatures. They kind of look like the creatures that they had during the Operation Break or whatever. Operation Inca. Mm. I was added them. I wasn't the. Wasn't playing in that time, so I can't really. I don't know. And I haven't yeah. seen the trailer, but yeah. Dur- during the operation, when they released Lion and Finca, they had added um, a kind of game mode where it's like you do missions as a certain operator you want to play as. They only have a certain few, but a certain operator you play as, or you can play as recruit, and you can actually customize recruit's guns and all that. You play as that operator or recruit, whatever. And you go through, do missions to escape or save somebody like it had added. And the creatures were infected because of the meteor that crash landed during that time. And with the video for Operation, or this kind of like Rim 6, um, you know, Operation, whatever it was, I said it was Rainbow Six, what? Quarantine. Um, quarantine, yeah. 
it, it seems like those creatures are back, except the character had some weird walk, like wrist band on them that injected a kind of cure to the infection he had every every certain amount of time. And then near the end, I think it's either smoke or mute or some of the one SAS character and Ella coming to save them before the screen goes blacked out. They start firing upon enemies, and then the picture for three kind of syringes with green or yellowish kind of glowing liquid in it saying Rainbow Six Quarantine. In your opinion, do you think they might use that and add, add two new characters? Kind of like I mean, when, maybe like, seem... like healing properties such as uh, I forget her name, Finca, correct? And, you know, and Doc. Do you think they're going to have healing properties or maybe it's going to maybe use lethal injection as kind of a weapon for an attack character? You shoot you shoot someone and it poisons them, kind of like lesion. Well, I mean, this doesn't seem like an operation, but more as a, a new game itself. Mm. It has the Rainbow Six characters, but it since we already have the new operation Phantom Sight already in the game with its two new characters... You know, I don't feel like they're already releasing something for a new operation if this is just mostly came out. Yeah. And plus, you wouldn't really release a trailer for a DLC at an E3 event. You release games at an E3 event. So this seems like a big game thing. Mm. Unless it's like something like Apex or Fallout, which they're still updating the game and they've really got nothing new to add to it, then that makes sense. But if you are making something for a game that's still updating that's not really new but has been here for quite a while, then I really feel like you wouldn't put a trailer out at E3, but a game. So with that adding to it, it's going to be interesting, to be honest, to see what it becomes. There was no like date to it or anything. It just said Rainbow Six, Quarantine, and then the trailer, and then said it again, and that was it. That was the entire thing. As an idea, yeah. But I would like to say... From seeing all the E3 stuff, I'm excited for quite a few things. I'd say the new season for Apex, um, the new, you know, seeing the new Cyberpunk. I uh, saw something. I saw something about Terraria earlier today about E3, and it's called Journey's End, and I'm kind of excited for that. I know most of the people on here probably won't even know what that is or care less about it, but I'm personally excited to see what they would add for it. Yeah. But for me, the, the new season for Apex coming out, the uh, new Watch Dogs game coming out, the new Call of Duty, just a bunch of new stuff coming out. I really see it interesting because E3 has always excited me. Because though I cannot go because it costs money and I'm way too far away from actually being there. But it excites me to see stuff from live streams saying that this is something new adding in. Especially the new Watch Dogs game. I've already seen the trailer for it that recently kind of came out that was at the E3. I'm excited. I'm excited for the watchdogs. I've always been a fan of them. It's, but I have not seen the trailer. I'm excited to watch it. And I think I I will tell you, I will tell you this before you watch it. Mm -hmm. So mostly watchdogs has a main character, right? Yeah. The two games had a main character and kind of near the end of watchdogs too. You had switch between the, Two different to three the three different characters, you know. Besides being the main character Marcus, you switch between Wrench 
um, that girl and the other guy. I can't, sorry, I can't remember this. It's been such a long time since I played Watch Dogs too. But with the new Watch Dogs Legion, it's set in London, I'll say. But I'll also say this, is that if you place a certain character and they die, instead of redoing that entire part again, there's different operators to play as, different people to play. Because you're, re- you're recruiting to start a resistance in London. It's kind of like uh, the Assassin's Creed one. You know, uh, yeah. forget the name. You know, start an entire club thing. But instead, it's playable. And not just random people you call off the street. Well, no, no, no. No, you, you find people on the street to recruit to your resistance. But you get to play as those people off the street, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because so, I mean, you completing that and dying is all based off how many people you have recruited. Yeah, I mean, I feel like having an entire recruitment of teens and sing- not a single one of them dying is good. Mm-hmm. But seeing the trailer that the first person that was introduced, this guy who had pretty cool mask, I'd have to say, like it had he had a mask that had like a kind of a skull that was blooded up that had like the British flag and then a crown on it helped get one of the operators they added to their group die is interesting because I felt like oh no I mean that's the trailer right that's it you can't just have there's nothing there's nothing new to it but um, yeah I mean it's, it's just adds something entirely new to a game that's mostly been one main character and trying to start a rebellion against the power of government or it's trying to reveal its secret to it. Man, dogs are crazy. Sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But moving moving on from Apex and all that, let's talk about Rainbow now, yeah. Are kind of, you know, feeling that with this. I haven't played the new operation at all. I've me don't either. have my game right now, but hearing that the new characters are both kind of interesting. As I only know one of them is being named Knock, and the other one's Warden. Yeah, I think I believe yeah, Knock makes herself invisible to cams, and Warden is able to see through flashes and smokes or make it easier to i honestly don't see how any of that'll be a problem it definitely eliminates a lot not completely but it eliminates a lot from you know fighting against blitz i believe you know the guy that shoots electricity out the shield with yeah Yeah, and Nock, it can eliminate, you know, Valkyrie and Doc and anyone else that's able to use cams. It eliminates them from being able to have that advantage. It definitely helps, and it definitely makes the game more balanced than, you know, other games that Ubi has made. Yeah, as I've seen from a video, somebody talking about it, it's like they say, like, it's like feeling like playing as Caviar and Vigil together. Because Nock not only is visible to cameras as an attacker, but also as a... You know, it's silent steps. Yeah. And it's interesting because she's part of, like, the U.S. So she's, like, her character is part of the U.S. It's interesting because so she's, like, got a suppressed deagle but also has an SAS gun. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see something weird combination. 
And then Knock has like Dokubi's and Visual's SMG, but I don't know what his primary is. I haven't seen I haven't seen yet. But you know, having characters in with a new season, like a new seasons coming out every so often with new characters and knowing that the max characters are going to have is a hundred. And so, you know, each yearly it, seasons, it has eight operators. Mm-hmm. You see, I, uh, I really hope none of them get nerfed because to me, it seems like, you know, perfect, no need to mess with them. But at the same time, I obviously there are probably going to be a lot of people to complain and, you know, have fits about certain aspects of the characters that make it harder to play. And like I said earlier, people don't like the change and they don't want to get used to it. Yeah, I I myself haven't played Rainbow that much. I joined the time, like just at the beginning when Jackal and Mira were added. So I was there for Velvet Shell. I joined right at the beginning of Velvet Shell. And I got to see the experience of them being added and everything. And then uh, since that, I've just played on and on and on. As like every other game that I play, I suck at R6. But at the same time, I enjoy playing it. It's different than most other games. Like I look for, and I don't play it as much as I want to, mainly because I'm busy with playing others. But when I do play it, it's a lot more fun. I still cry and scream about, you know, BS that happens in it. But something that can't be fixed. That's other people yeah. play like that. So, I mean... And on and on um, with, you know, games like those and all. It, it's interesting because a lot of games are like, sometimes you have to be tactical with it. Rainbow Six really introduces that, where you really have to be tactical. Listen very carefully for the footsteps. Peek around every corner you look. Having an ability to slow down, kill, or kind of halt the enemy's movements, it really <laughs> adds something to it. Yeah. I'd also like to see more more things kind of like Legion and uh, Frost that are able to put those kind of things down, kind of make people stop moving. Oh, yeah, like, kind of like slow yeah. their movement because either they're being damaged repetitively where they have to pull up the needle as Legion or they get trapped in a bear trap and they can't move whatsoever. Yeah, see, I like Capcan because he blows them up and takes the health off, but at the same time, it doesn't stop them from moving. It's yeah. Some people I mean, be, I, are just I like remember blown up, and you shoot the people. Right. During the early years, I remember during the early years of Rainbow, Capcan only had three charges and three, or, three or two. I can't remember, but and as soon as you walk through one of them, you're dead instantly. So I was like, that's interesting because they they changed that to where it does damage now. Yeah, personally, I think it's a good thing they removed the fact that it killed people instantly because. Sometimes, especially when you're running or anything, it's hard to see them, and it's kind of just, you know, makes the game a little bit more boring and loses the interest in a lot of people, especially when you get blown up multiple times. Now, I can see it being annoying. I laugh at it when it happens to other people. When you place two of them, two of the whatever you call them, in front of two doorways that are right next to each other, so one walks through, they blow up, and the next one they die. It's funny. We all laugh about it, especially when it happens. But when it happens to us, we just absolutely hate it. Yeah, I I haven't really played Rainbow much since then. I mean, I've played it a bit here and there now that I own a computer. 
I still play my consoles, like my Xbox and PlayStation, here and there. Uh, but, I mean, I still play Rainbow sometimes, and it's fun to just play as the characters that I've experienced them being added in. Every event that led up to them being added in. And I think it's good with for R6. It, they also add in backstories to their characters, and I, like I I don't see a point in it. It makes them a lot more interesting to read about and play, but at the same time, I don't see the point. It's kind of like, okay, cool, another operator. But, you know, sometimes people get really into it and like to read about the backstories and, you know, have little opinions on it. And it also, it's also good to see how people, those uh, characters you can choose from have risen to being that certain operator that they were. Yeah. Um, and I think real quick, if it, like, if it weren't for between, yeah. between us, uh, I feel like I feel like the next podcast they make, I'm gonna get some other people in it. I mean, I'll get you to join for the part about you know 76, and so, but I want to get people who I can talk to about in the game I play called Destiny 2 because that has a lot of backstory to it with not only just your character and characters you meet but characters you don't meet and how they've inter- like interacted with the world around them mm-hmm. I uh, I, can, I can't really say I've ever played any of the Destiny games they've never seemed interesting to me uh, so and I don't think I'm going to ever really try and play them uh, but you do you <laughs> yeah but yeah, I'd say that adding a backstory to a certain character and a lot of stuff like that could add more depth to why you play that, like what interests you in that character and why the character is there and how they got included so, so in the game. Such as you can, you know, relate to the characters. I mean, you sometimes you feel that if you can relate to a character, you can play him better, you know? So yeah. something happened in their backstory that you read about and you're like, hey. I've done that same thing. And it kind of just forms a bond that's not actually there. But yeah, you yeah. It, it compels you more to play them. And I think that's maybe what they're aiming for, getting people to be emotionally attached to the, to the characters that can be chosen, but at the same time not being emotionally attached to the point that they remove and it's just automatically crying. But yeah, I think I see why they add the backstories. It just you know, makes people want to play it more with that certain character. Yeah, and as like a, a depth to the character of why they were there again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but Rainbow has been interesting since it came out I want to say 2015-2016? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah, like came out either one of those two years and since it came out you know you had your normal base operators and all of them then with the first yearly season coming with black ice introducing buck and frost and then continuing from there to where we have now operation phantom site with um you know knock and warden it, it really evolved the game from what it used to be till now because it yeah. used to be just base operators and 
the game looked different in every shape or way form, and now the game is completely different in the way it looks and how it plays and everything about it. I, I really like how Ubisoft is balancing out the pros and cons of certain characters and is able to cancel out other people, such as Warden. Back to him, you know, being able to cancel out the smokes, it kind of helps with Glass and uh, Blitz and Ying and all the others that can easily just hinder your vision from being able to protect yourself without, you know, if someone has a warden on their team, it's something that can eliminate the problems that were there beforehand. Like, so if before warden was added, people would get angry about Blitz, people would get, hate Ying, if, and just overall hate it when smoke and any kind of smoke or any kind of flashbang hit them because then they can't see and can't do anything about anything if they get hit. Now, someone that's playing Warden that's just flip on glasses and you can fight back. Get past it, yeah. Yeah, but I see if there's any nerf that would become in the Warden's way, it would probably be changing the time in which the eyeglasses can stay up. That's and But that all depends on how long they actually do. Now, I wish they would do more of the balancing thing with another game Yubi has, which is For Honor. I've tried forcing you to play that multiple times, and it's overall boring now because a lot of the things that are hinder the gameplay. Yeah. Ubisoft, I'd say as a company, has done really, really well with a lot of the games, mm-hmm. making them really enjoyable for fans and for other people to play with their friends and to enjoy what has become the worlds of those games. Like, especially games like the Rainbow series and the um, series for... Uh, Rainbow series mostly has really brought people together to play with their friends and stuff. And a lot of the games that were more added newly, like you know, having Watch Dogs 2 added 2016, having multiplayer added later on. It's not to, so you guys can just explore the world together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a lot of things that a lot of games should start focusing on. I mean, it, you see it now that, that I shouldn't even say should start because the games already are. Because where it is right now is people want to play with friends. And it's not so much wanting to play by themselves and sit in a room. But, yeah, people like to do that. It's not – you don't want to spend, you know, 30 hours in uh, a game by yourself. But at the same time, it's just, you know, you really, really want to play with other people. Yeah, because not only do people want to play, like, a game where you're fighting with other people with your friend and stuff like that, they also want to play the story with their friends so their mm-hmm. friends can experience the same things together. Yeah. Like – Having you know. hate towards the character, like feeling sad that some character had died or something, and feeling happy when you've beaten the level. When you get there, you, you know, you, you have so much emotion build up when you're just sitting in a room playing by yourself. And then you have a friend that you can yell curse words at and everything whenever someone dies. You're just like, uh. So it definitely adds a bit more to it. Yeah. But yeah. Um, making games like that would really be a kind of an up to a lot of stuff. Mostly more games having the idea of more than just yourself can play in the story or fighting other people or anything like that. Obviously they can't overdo it though. If they add in, a, add it in where you can play a, a story with five people, it's just like, it kind of ruins it. 
kind of ruins the aesthetic and everything. You know, you don't want five people running around or else you're never going to get anything done. That or people are going to start complaining that you killed that NPC before anyone else could. Now, with it sticking to maybe two, max three, it's, you know, easier. You can have a little bit more fun and freedom without being held down by by the other two or three people. Yeah, and, um, yeah, with with games and stuff, being able to add your friends playing with it, it's all interesting. And, you know, a lot. Again, Ubisoft is a good company, and it does make its games really fun to play with your friends, especially with its games like Rainbow's. And for honor and watchdogs and, and all that. It seems they they do really good with all their games, and some they seem to make a little mistakes on. You know, back at for honor, it, personal opinion that seems to have with everyone. It's just that they add some things that nobody really wants to deal with. But back to what I said and hinted all the time throughout this whole thing is that it's changed and nobody likes it. But at the same time, sometimes the change literally is bad for the game. Yeah, um, I remember back when they added the Wu Lin. I mean, everyone hates them now. Still, I do, but it's not as much as when they first came out. When they first came out, we saw them as new, and we hated them mainly because we weren't used to the new attacks, the new everything. They had things that were similar, but at the same time, it's a new character, and your brain just thinks new. Yeah, and so I think with that said, um, now. Mm-hmm. Um, we should end the podcast here. So I've been Josh, and this has been Mark, and this has been. Y'all have a good day. <laughs> and this has been Pastimes. Uh, have a good day.